Today's episode is brought to you by the podcast Rooted in Retail by Crystal Vilkaitis. Rooted in Retail is dedicated to helping you, the independent retailer, thrive in an ever-changing landscape. Crystal has incredible guests with years of experience in and around retail on every week. She's inventive, creative, inspiring, and a fantastic interviewer. From marketing to mindset, from merchandising to money, from sales to leadership, they really cover it all. It is seriously such a great podcast for small businesses and independent retailers to listen to. There are new episodes that come out every Sunday. You get to hear from voices all around the industry. Also, join her Rise and Shine newsletter, which is social media news that you need to know sent via email every Monday. You can go to crystalmediaco.com slash rise to join. And Crystal will be hosting her annual Evolve Marketing and Social Media Conference in Denver in April 2024. Until the end of 2023, you can get super early bird pricing. So that's still going on, but time is running out. I attended this conference last year and will again in 2024. There are great speakers and great lessons. I took away a notebook full of information last year, and I'm still implementing many of those things now. I absolutely recommend that you sign up to attend. If for nothing else, then I'd love to meet you in person. You can use the link in the show notes to register for that conference. Rooted in Retail and Crystal Media, they are rooting for your success. Now on to our show. Hello and welcome to the Main Street Matters by Heart on Main Street podcast. I am so excited to be back with you all. This is a podcast that's dedicated to helping the independent retail community by sharing their stories and providing tips on how to grow your business and thrive within your local community. I am your host, Patrick Kaiser, and let's get started. Well, a couple notes before we jump into our Main Street community today. Merch Shop is activated. I've been talking about it for weeks. I am pumped. I hope you are too. By the time this episode is live, you'll be able to go to heartonmainstreet.org store and purchase t-shirts, water bottles, tote bags, hoodies, phone cases, all to show your support of local businesses and the Main Street movement. The money generated from this will go towards our mission to help Main Street retailers thrive. So it is a good cause. Order now for that perfect holiday present for someone in your life. And if it doesn't arrive on time, you can always do the Heart on Main Street family tradition of printing out a picture of what will be coming and then being able to give that. Again, you can find that at heartonmainstreet.org shop. If you'd like to support our organizations in other ways, you can register for one of our webinars through our website as well. Every month, we strive to bring you great educational content for free with experts in their fields. This year alone, we've talked about social media skills, event planning, visual merchandising, customer experience strategies, holiday window decorating, price setting, live selling, job posting, interviewing, and so many other things. You can also find a great network of companies that specialize in helping independent retailers through our website. We call it our Friends of Main Street Network. These are companies that provide services to independent retailers. They know your challenges. They know your business. They want to help you be more successful. You can find marketing companies, social media companies, visual merchandisers, financial services, companies that help with legal advice, real estate advice, website development, design and branding companies, all sorts of things to help you grow. 
Again, you can find all of that on our website, heartonmainstreet.org. And of course, you can also make a donation to Heart on Main Street through our website. We are a 501c3. All donations are tax deductible. Right now, through the end of the year, we will be raising money for retailers that were impacted by tornadoes within central Tennessee. These areas were really devastated by some very severe storms that went through, especially in the town of Hendersonville, Tennessee, which a tornado went straight through their Main Street area and really had a huge impact on a lot of the retail businesses there. So any donation that you make from now until the end of 2023 will go directly to a retailer that was impacted by those tornadoes. Lastly, we are going to have a live in-person Main Street Mastery education event in Dallas on January 10th during the Dallas Total Home and Gift Trade Show. We're going to have Lynn Falk from Retail Works Inc. there. She'll be talking about store design and visual merchandising ideas. So if you're a home or gift store or sell those items or want to learn more about this topic or even just want to meet up in person, definitely register for this event. Spots are limited and they have been filling up. You can register for this through our website that again is heartonmainstreet.org. And that is enough announcements for today. Let's get into our content. We're back out on the road for a Main Street Monday recap. If you aren't familiar with our Main Street Monday series, every Monday or just about every Monday, I visit a community and explore their downtown. I meet with retailers, I learn about them and their store, why they got into retail, what does the community do to help support independent retailers in the area, really trying to absorb as much information about this town as I can. It's really a fun way to get out and explore different areas, meet retailers, also talk about Hard on Main Street so we're raising awareness for ourselves. Some people ask kind of what why do you do this? Why do you freely publicize these retailers? It is a non-generative day. I we don't make any money off of this, but it's just kind of for fun. If you want to follow along with my travels, you can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Hurt on Main Street. Uh, you can also follow along on Facebook. You'll see some of the content there as well. I do a live from the town where I walk around, I do a tour of the town, and then I feature the stores through our stories, which then live in our highlights on our profile page. So if you want to see what towns I've visited so far, you can check them all out there. So today we're headed to Iowa. Along the Mississippi River at the junction of Iowa, Wisconsin, and Illinois, you'll find the town of Dubuque, Iowa. This was the first city founded within Iowa and is commonly referred to throughout the area as where Iowa started, which is a fun name. It's you know, very factual, but also just kind of has this like boastful where Iowa started. This is another town that lies within the Driftless section of the country. I've spoken about the Driftless before on previous podcasts when I had visited Lanesboro, Minnesota. But Galena, Illinois is also part of the Driftless area, and I'll probably visit some other towns that are part of the Driftless. The Driftless is a section of southwestern Wisconsin, southeastern Minnesota, northeastern Iowa, and northwestern Illinois. So if you can kind of imagine that four-section quadrant on a map. 
This area was left untouched by glacial expansion during the last ice age. So we're getting kind of into some weird geology, geography stuff. I used to teach geography, so I kind of like it, but you might not be as interested in this. As a result of the glaciers not coming through this area and really leveling the whole section of this territory, it is a different terrain than anything else in the Midwest. It has steep hills, ridges, valleys, rather than the plains you typically associate with the Midwest. So there is a funness to this territory. Driving through it, you're going up and down hills and in and out of valleys. It's a fun area to go to, and there's a lot of really interesting towns with a lot of great independent retail all throughout this area. And one of those towns is Dubuque, Iowa. Dubuque is known as a regional tourist destination for its unique architecture, flourishing arts community, institutions of higher education, and of course its outdoor activities because of the Driftless area. Dubuque has invested tremendously in its downtown as, and has seen incredible growth in the independent retail community. A large driver behind this effort is the Dubuque Main Street organization. Dubuque was part of the Main Street pilot program in one of the first Main Street communities in the entire United States. Dubuque Main Street has invested a lot into its downtown, one aspect being refurbishing its historic downtown buildings. Executive Director Danielle Jacobs told me that the organization has multiple grants this year to building owners to help them renovate building facades. She said they've also provided grants for businesses to make much-needed improvements to the interiors of their buildings, too. These improvements have allowed retail businesses to fill historic buildings of the downtown area. Riverlight's bookstore is one such example. The bookstore is housed in a building that is from the late 1800s and still has its original wood floors and tin ceilings. This is a wonderful independent bookstore, and honestly, one of the reasons I had Dubuque on my radar in the first place. They've been a supporter of Hard on Main Street and have been following our journey as a nonprofit really from the start. And if you've listened to others' podcasts, you know I love independent bookstores. They have a really inter interesting selection of books throughout their store. One of the first areas I noticed about the store because it was kind of in the front of the store, but it was a whole section dedicated to the local area. There were books on Dubuque, there were books by authors from Dubuque, and also things about the Driftless area, about Iowa. It was really nice to see a section completely dedicated to the local area. Something that you might not see in a common bookstore, but this was really kind of hyper-local and really specialized and focused on just Iowa and just this area, really showing a pride in that. They also had a whole banned books section, which I love because outwardly it's compelling and you think it's taboo to have in the store. Ooh, they have banned books. They, they shouldn't be in here. But then you look at the titles and they're like, Fahrenheit 451 in 1984, The Outsiders, To Kill a Mockingbird, A Brave New World, a children's book about penguins, and some other queer and gay literature that's mixed in there too. You quickly see while that these are technically banned books in some areas, this is more of a commentary on the divisiveness of the country. 
the willingness of some to censor what people read, and the attack on literature and free speech that's currently going on. I love that they have this section, and they're not afraid to broadcast that these books might make some people feel uncomfortable. And if you need to clutch your pearls, then you don't have to look in this section of the store. They also have a fantastic kids section of the store with English and bilingual books, which I thought was incredible to have in there. I actually picked up a book for Little Miss Main Street that has become one of my favorites to read for to her. It's called Bezos for Babies, so I give her all of the Bezos while reading it. Overall, Riverlight's bookstore has done an incredible job of connecting to its community and making sure people are coming there at their independent bookstore to shop and look for books. There's actually a big book release the next day after I was in store, and they had people coming in, checking on when it was going to arrive, how they do they already have it in yet, could they potentially buy it early, which no, they couldn't, but there was just this whole atmosphere around wanting to buy this book, this big premiere book, when it comes out at midnight. And yes, I checked on social media, they had people there right when they were first able to sell this book. So all of this atmosphere that was built around this is really a testament to what River Lights Bookstore is doing in their community, in the community that they're building, which again, I love to see with independent bookstores is they need something like that to in order to compete on a larger level. All around Dubuque, you can find instances of the work that's been done to renovate and to expand the retail footwork within the area. Stores like The Fig Leaf, Shamrock Imports, and Potpourri have all filled renovated homes near Main Street that date back to the 1800s. This unique nature of these stores attracts customers to explore Dubuque's history and shop within their in the retail areas. Also make for this fun environment where you kind of twist and turn as you go throughout the different rooms and explore and every room has a different feel to it and a different product in it and a different theme. They've really done a great job of being able to make these homes into stores and still have some unique creativity there. The city has also done major renovations to its millwork district. What had been warehouses have been transformed into mixed-use commercial and residential establishments. This new area has attracted young entrepreneurs with fresh business plans. Two of those entrepreneurs are Marissa and Mara Hoffman, the owners of The Midwest Girl. The Midwest Girl is a women's clothing boutique that opened its doors in the Millwork District in 2015. They worked to develop the Midwest Girl as a registered trademark and have developed an in-store, online, and wholesale concept to bring their brand to consumers within Dubuque and beyond. They really have a great product line of t-shirts, sweaters, sweatpants, sweatshirts, and children's clothes, all with a very fun, dare I say, Midwestern theme and feel to them. And the store was designed really well too. When I stopped in, they were in the middle of flipping everything over to Christmas, and it just felt so cozy inside. They had a faux house set up with Christmas lights, they were decorating a Christmas tree, there was flannel decor all around, again, very Midwest vibe. But they demonstrated a great understanding of their clientele, their likes, the desires. The product line is really items that you could pick up and 
as you're getting together with your friend group and their partners to watch football, but you know you're really just going to be talking about Taylor Swift. Cute, sporty, fun designs, local team colors, comfortable items. The Midwest Girl is a great example of a brand knowing their ideal customer and having a line that would attract that customer. In addition to renovating buildings within the area to bring in new business opportunities, Dubuque's Main Street director Daniel Jacobs said that another large initiative that Dubuque Main Street undertakes is the weekly farmer's market, starting in May and lasting through October. The farmer's market hosts dozens of vendors, all from within the 100-mile radius of Dubuque, and many local stores also have their own presence at the farmer's market. This brought in over a million dollars in business this past year. The retailers that I spoke to said that these events help their business. The farmer's market draws people into the downtown, people are there, they want to shop, that business spills into their stores as they're going around. Things like this, weekly events, big events like this bring people in in our huge economic booms. When towns invest in having events, the independent retail community thrives off of that. The city of Dubuque has also been able to attract people to its downtown by investing in public arts. When I was doing my research on Dubuque, which part of it involves me doing a Google Street View tour of the downtown where I take the little person, I drop them on the map, I go in, I use my arrows and kind of walk around the downtown, but I was struck by the amount of public art. It's beautiful, it's vibrant, it really jumps off of when I was looking at the, the computer screen. And in real life, it jumps off of the buildings too. Every street corner, sides of buildings, all throughout the downtown area. There's over 50 murals decorating buildings within Dubuque. The themes of these murals range from depictions of American history, Iowa history, Dubuquean history. There's also literary allusions, messages of hope and togetherness tons of different things. Dubuque has created a street art trail that allows you to follow the murals and coincidentally explore the city's most popular commercial districts as well. I've seen a lot of murals and public artwork throughout my Main Street Monday visits and I always think it's a great way for the city to beautify itself decorate itself, celebrate itself, and in some cases even bring tourists in to see the murals and public gardens. But this was on a whole nother level. The amount and skill level was the attraction. If there had been one or two of these, it would have been nice, but not really a focal point. 50 murals from artists all across the country is something to talk about. When I was posting images during the Main Street Monday, which again, you can follow along by following at heart on Main Street on Instagram, I was getting messages from people all over saying that they're familiar with that artist's work or that artist actually used to live in my building or I really enjoyed seeing this and the amount of it. Through intentional actions to bring people into the downtown area, Dubuque has really created a great foundation for its independent retail to thrive. And so you see independent retailers that have been there for 10, 20, 30 years, 
even some of the newer ones that have been there less than five years have a great foundation to grow off of and that they know that they will have a long lasting success, not only because of the business that they're doing, but because of the other things that are working in their favor, that there are people in the downtown area, that they are bringing people in, that people want to stay and shop and go to the events that Dubuque is hosting. We've gone on to visit a lot more communities, and I'm excited to bring you stories from all of those. Again, you can follow along with our Main Street Monday series by following us on Instagram at heartonmainstreet. And if you'd like your town to be featured on a Main Street Monday, let me know. I would love to see where you live. You can send me an email at contact at heartonmainstreet.org. You can put a comment on one of our videos or even on this podcast. Again, I'd love to see your community. Next week, we're going to be visiting with Josh Orr, the founder of Capital Commerce. He's going to be talking with us about how brick-and-mortar stores can gain online traction in 2024. This was a great conversation. He has so many tips on how to make your brand really come alive through e-commerce, how to position your website as an extension of your store and not just a digital billboard for your store, and how to make the most out of an online presence. So I'm excited to bring that conversation to you. That will come out again next Thursday. And then the week after that, we will be back out on the road talking about a Main Street Monday community that I visited. And it was potentially my favorite one that I've been to yet. I guess you'll have to learn about it later. Until then, stay safe, everybody, and bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. This episode was written, produced, edited, and researched by me, Patrick Kaiser. To find out more about our organization and the different things that we're doing, you can visit heartonmainstreet.org. Thanks.